I'm all about that fuss-free glam. Give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face, that's good for my face. You know, clean ingredients. And don't even get me started on mascaras because I do want them bold and lengthening. <laughs> and so we have Thrive Cosmetics, which I've been using since 2020, obviously because I appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level. And they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look, but also they give back. Every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive. Hence why it's Thrive Cosmetics, C a u s e medics thrive cosmetics and bigger than beauty skincare are not just makeup brands they're a whole vibe they're all about empowering us to rock our confidence and when you support them we are helping other communities thrive their stuff is not only easy to use but no nasties zero parabens sulfites phthalates they are 100 vegan and cruelty free let's talk lashes thanks to thrive's liquid lash extensions i must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush it adds lengths there are no clumps and also guess what it slides right off with warm water so no raccoon eyes here and i appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer stronger and healthier looking lashes over time and it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Hello, magical friends. I'm Allie Michelle. And I'm Raquel Mantra, and welcome to Your Own Magic Podcast. Our intention is to connect you with the most inspiring thought leaders and visionaries and share some of our experiences and wisdom to help you unleash your own magic. Yes, we're so grateful you're spending this present moment with us today. And because when we're working with manifestation, and I believe that it's all in the subconscious, again, the beliefs we imprinted in childhood and adolescence that we continue to project and manifest over and over and over again, um, I realized it wasn't until I started to access my subconscious. So I was able to find the root of why I'm attracting this thing over and over and over again that I don't like. And then I was able to get a healing around it and reprogram the more magnetic experience. Now let the magic begin. Hmm. Hello, hello, soul tribe. It is Raquel, Raquel Mantra here, and I want to welcome you to part one of two of this week's episode. Yes, that is right. That is correct. Part one of two of this week because this episode was quite long and so there will be another episode for you Thursday because I am not making you wait all the way until Monday. That would just not be cool. So yes, I am so excited and so happy to have you here and listen to this episode and I'm also so happy that so many of you tuned in to last week's episode because I had such 
a great time interviewing Sahara Rose last week. Seriously, she is one of my favorite people to talk to now. That was one of my favorite interviews. No, no, one of my favorite chats of all time because I know that my soul has been asking me, has been guiding me to dive into Ayurveda for years now, and I'm pretty sure it's because my body's been like, yo, this will be good for you. Listen to this. So guess what? I listened, and I got to talk to Sahara, and so I am still buzzing from that conversation, and I really hope you are too. In fact, I noticed that a lot of you were posting your new pings of revelations that episode brought you, which is amazing, and that is why. I really can't wait for you to indulge in today's conversation with a magical guest who... Obviously, you know her name because you clicked on this title, but I'm going to expose it later. She just happens to be an earth angel who is also a girl crush of mine now. And and I also really can't wait for you to hear my voice during this conversation because I was, actually, I still am, if you can't hear it, experiencing a beautiful case of the allergies. Yes. So, dear Pollen, thank you for these allergies and thank you for protecting me from whatever you believe you're protecting me from. But guess what? I'll, I'll be fine without you. So, um, feel free to flee. Yeah. From this allergy season. Free me from this allergy season. That would be wonderful. Sincerely, Raquel. Anyways, you guys, allergies have been bad, but I did get some hay fever, natural medicine at Whole Foods. That has been helping me. Some, some good old spray. I'm getting off topic. Back to the topic at hand. And where do I begin? Actually, no. No, I want to get a little serious and ask you, where do we begin? Really, where do we begin to align our sense of self-worth to create a life that we feel we deserve, that we feel and we know we are destined for? But where do we begin to unblock our limiting beliefs structured to hold us back from aligning with this sense of worthiness that will open up doors to unlimited manifestation? And where in the world do we begin to get into alignment with what we are calling in? This episode is for the frustrated vision board creators. I feel you. And the affirmation orators, you too. And crystal and spiritual materialism collectors. And just to anyone with a dream that they've been holding onto for so long. So they do whatever. They say whatever. We we visualize whatever we can to manifest it, and yet, silence. It seems nothing is coming, and in fact, you may feel further away from this dream today than you did when the idea was born and the inspiration was gifted to you. Oh, man, I'm so happy that you are listening to this episode. I know that manifestation has been a great topic that we've all been searching for and asking for and that I love to dive deep into on this podcast. And I must give a shout out to a soul tribe, soul sister of ours, Helena Van Diegelen. I hope I pronounced this correctly. She is a soul sister from the Netherlands and what a beautiful poetic name, by the way. But she asked in the Your Own Magic Facebook group, I'm all into manifestation lately, and I would love to hear more about how people do this and how it works. What about attracting the things we don't want? 
It happened to me before and I see it happening to others. They attract all the things they don't want in life. What are your thoughts on this? It's interesting. It is interesting, Helen. So I am very pleased that you asked that because this episode will not only answer your question in great depth, but really help you understand your own worth and hopefully help you get into alignment with your magnetic self so you can manifest whatever you desire and stop manifesting what you don't want. And this episode is also for anyone who just doesn't really resonate with or simply over what my brilliant guest calls spiritual bypass. If positive affirmations all the time and creating those vision boards all the time just doesn't really feel like it resonates with you and you really want to get in tune with your most authentic self and your most magnetic self to become a magnet for manifesting whatever we desire and take out the vanilla language and actions for manifesting and just get ready, get ready to truly actually manifest, then today is a wonderful episode for you with the raw truth today from Empowered Goddess with the coolest job title in the world. So it is my great pride and greatest pleasure that I welcome Manifestation Advisor Lacey Phillips. And before I do talk to Lacey, I do need to give a shout out to the Yomi Review of the Week. And this is from El Pai. And El Pai says, As a traveler of this world, feeling rooted can be challenging at times. However, This podcast has given me wings to dive deep into spirituality while feeling grounded, supported, and connected through the amazing Yom Tribe on Facebook. I was a part of the Yom Tribe before I even heard about the podcast. I joined simply because of the inspiring souls involved in the conversations taking place. This space is so important for the community of spirituality in this cosmic shift because here everyone is heard ali and raquel have cultivated a safe container for these wondrous beings of light to shine through the group and introduce topics on the podcast that expand my understanding of the universe each time i tune in thank you ladies for living your truth through doing that you give permission to the rest of the world to do the same sending love and light to you pink heart emoji and sun emoji. Oh, Elpai, I am going to just speak on behalf of Allie as well because I know she'll just love this, but what a beautiful review and thank you for being a part of the Yom Soul Tribe. And that's so crazy that you found us on Facebook before you heard the podcast. (laughs) It's usually the other way around and I am just happy that you found this in some way, and and I know the Soul Tribe is so stoked to get to know you more too, so thank you for living your truth and being part of this. I seriously have chills. And you, if you want to leave a rate and review to potentially be the next Yomi review of the week, well, that would be beautiful and enough of me talking now it is time back to my beauty and the beast intro it is with great pride and greatest pleasure that i welcome the one woman that helped me manifest and here to help you manifest to truly truly manifest manifestation advisor lacey phillips 
Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. And again, it's so amazing to hear your voice right now communicate with me after I have felt so nurtured and comforted by you when I go into hypnotic states that are guided by you. But now to actually talk with you. So amazing. This is so (laughs) exciting. And Lacey, you have helped a wide range of people align with their manifestations from coaching celebrities to Wall Street suits, if I'm correct. And I I mean, everybody I've worked with, you name it. Like, I don't think there's one rock that hasn't been uncovered yet. (laughs) So everybody, there's probably something you will definitely relate to here. And I'm also sure a lot of LA dreamers or moms and romantic chasers, which I know there's a lot of listeners that are, and you even do pro bono on your website in your scholarship program. You're just magical. And And you have a magical and transformational online service that we'll definitely go into during this interview because no joke, your formula and magnetism program and your reparenting reprogram seriously in just a matter of two weeks has, I can't wait, I can't wait to tell you, has already healed and aligned me with so much. I yes. seriously... I know. That makes me so happy. And I'm an Abrahamster, but this like sped everything up. So Ah, totally. And it's like, it's for the rehabilitated, you know, think positive or for the people who still use a lot of those techniques. Truly, it can be harnessed (laughs) for any. (laughs) Hello. And so yeah, that's a little teaser for the listeners. But first, I'm just really excited for the tribe to get a taste of your story and your manifestation journey and what led you on this path that you were clearly destined to walk? Yeah, so it's kind of, I'll keep it in a nutshell, but basically I was following, I came to LA to be an actress and a model, like I think everybody else in LA. And um, I was so broke. I was so young and I just was trying to figure out any way to, you know, streamline some sort of monetary (laughs) return. And so we had a family intuitive that suggested I read this book. um, And I won't even name it because it it actually was a a huge problem for me for a long time. So I read Uh, it. I know what book though, and I have read it. (laughs) Uh, Okay, good. (laughs) She said, follow it to a T and you'll manifest everything you want in your career. And if you tell me something like that, I'm a Capricorn moon, I'm going to definitely do it. And so I followed it for years. And then it, you know, parlayed into all of the other books we know that are very popular manifestation. And I was doing them, I was thinking positive, I was vision boarding, I was staying in the vortex, I was pretending to be what I already wanted, and all the things and not much was happening. But when I would manifest very kismet stuff, it was never in those ways. And so around 25, I threw it all to the wayside. And just as sort of a, you know, a more um, analytical, experimental personality, um, I decided I was going to watch what I did when and what I did to make what I want show up every time. And so that took me on like a five year journey. And it wasn't my sole focus. It was just I've always been a very spiritual person. So I would kind of tinker with it and play with it, especially when I was calling in something new and big. And I started to realize that it differed immensely from everything I had been taught, which I like to call um, new age spiritual bypass or superstition uh, manifestation processes. I realized that they didn't do much for me. They actually kept me in my comfort zone. But it was when I would step fully out of my comfort zone and into my worth um, and expand my subconscious beliefs as well as letting the think positive model go. Um, Because again, 
I don't believe our thoughts create our reality. I believe our subconscious imprintation from childhood and adolescence is what we're projecting from that brings back what we manifest. So when I started to like dig into all of that and realizing that the through line through it all is self-worth and not settling for anything less, that's when I started to, I mean, man, I manifested on demand. It was just so quick. And now it's, it's just so rapid for me, anything that I want. And I was like, I've hacked something here. <laughs> <laughs> you but, did. Thank you. But it took me a really long time actually to come out with helping people with this because I thought it was a only something I could do. I thought I was this like unique, powerful being, which is totally <laughs> not true. We're all capable of it. And um, I did quite a few different little career trajectories within my blog. And at one point I was private chefing and um, I had a client who was like, you're always talking about manifestation and the universe. Show me what you do. Cause she was seeing that, you know, I would manifest and um, I showed her and she started to manifest and then I would show friends and they did. And I was like, Oh, this can work for anybody, you know? And so um, yeah. finally I launched it. Yeah. I think it was two years ago. Wow. And look where you are at now. Look at how many people you have helped manifest yeah. their dreams. That's like, far not the best part of it. I don't like to me, I don't even call in things on the material plane anymore. So I feel like I'm past that where the real excitement comes from is watching people finally, after struggling for so long or feeling low for so long or incapable of having what they want or undeserving, watching them connect and knowing that anything's possible in life and you don't have to live with an any mold. I don't care what socioeconomic background you come from, what education you come from, what country you come from, anyone's capable of it. And that is hands down the most um, rewarding part of this process. I am holding my heart right now because that is everything that's so powerful. And I just have to tell you, I need to give you right now my verbal testimony to oh, the yeah, value. I, I'm like, what have you manifested? What's happened? What <laughs> yes. Oh, so much. And Oh, the value of how phenomenal your formula and magnetism program is and works. Okay, so just a short story time and fair warning, it may be a bit lengthy, but then I <laughs> I just need to share and I want your manifestation genius to fully take over from here on out. However, I have a good feeling about sharing this testimony to the listeners because they need to hear the value. And my soul tribe is my family and I want them to manifest everything they desire and your shit works. Oh, it does. Thank so, you. I'm stoked. I'm so happy you're manifesting. It makes that is makes me so happy. In 2 weeks and I've had severe money blocks for years, for years. And this is unbelievable, but no joke. I manifested not only the dollar amount I once thought was unreachable, but slightly mm. more. In yes. I, manifested, I manifested this in a matter of two weeks from following oh. your formula. I, I know, I know you don't set dates or guarantee times and I didn't set a date. I was just allowing divine timing to happen, but I think maybe it was potentially gifted to me knowing you were coming on this podcast so I could be your guinea pig and actually have success with your formula because that's the only thing I can fathom right now of making sense of this. I never knew that I was worthy of this. I was thousands of dollars away of feeling worthy of this. And I've, I've always yeah. been 
pro aligning in that vibration of what your desire. And I really did feel it coming for months and months, yet I also didn't feel worthy of it. But it's how your articulation just sped up the process because I was experiencing some spiritual bypass that probably halted it for so long. And it's just interesting that out of my entire list, the one thing that I definitely manifested so quickly was money because I've never actually been obsessed with money or thirsty for it, though I have had a scarcity mindset for a while. And yet dollar signs are not my end goal and they're not at the forefront of my mind, but that was what I had manifested on my list. And I used your formula. I looked at my expanders. I passed some tests, like giving money to my family and strangers. And it's interesting, of course. Good job. Yes. And I saw that. I was like, oh, I know what this is. This is a test. <laughs> okay. I'm doing this. Um, but yeah, the other man- manifestations that are on that list that are priceless, I definitely desire more. And I know that they will take their time and they're going to come in divine timing. Um, but the downloads, I just must say about those, they're there and they're actually becoming clearer every day. So I feel more connected to it daily. And yeah, I just have to watch out for the red flags um, for the tests when it comes to the others. Well, I had actually been reading, listening to Abraham Hicks for so long and I still am an Abrahamster and I also mm-hmm. love to dive into quantum physics. So I... Anything to do with getting into alignment to our highest well-being, I am beyond interested in that. I am there. But you, you, the way you articulated it, it totally resonated with me, boosted and sped up this process because my subconscious, I think, could get on board with what you were saying. And uh, yes, I know it's you have this comprehensive terminology. More people can actually comprehend. You know, some people are like, "What in the world is the vortex?" I cannot relate to that. So, totally. I do have an inkling of a feeling that you, this magical human, Lacey Phillips, is someone everybody that is listening will understand and resonate with. And I encourage everyone to at least take the first step of reading your blog, freenative.com. Just to give you a little plug right there, but. <laughs> Thank you. You're great. I'm taking you with me everywhere. This is awesome. <laughs> person. I love it. So, and with all that being said, though, you're clearly one of my expanders because I heard you do it. I believed you did it and it happened to me. So wow. really, you made me believe that this was possible. And speaking of expanders, would you talk a bit more about what an expander is? Yeah. So I want to go back and touch on a couple of things you said. Yes, <laughs> there was a lot. No, it's fantastic. And thank you for sharing that with me and just for other people. So you can serve as an expander for them, which we'll get into in a minute. But on the money point, something that I really like to tell people, um, it's such a big part of my mission that for so many years, I think just due to being a puritanical, you know, founded society and, um, you know, anything that was found, anybody who's been raised in any form of religion has been taught for so many years that to want money is greed. Um, And in fact, when you look back at any Vedic teachings or Eastern teachings, uh, all of them universally say that as physical beings on the physical plane, we're deserving and entitled to anything we physically want. So money isn't what I learned. And I say this because I too was in um, a very scarcity lack mentality for years. And so unfortunate because I'm an Aquarius, all I crave more than anything is freedom. 
what gives you freedom money. So actually the wanting of money, it's a beautiful thing and it's, it's all energy anyway. It's it's what you do with it. It's, it's, you know, how you go about it. It's if you're wanting it from a really egoic, you know, purpose uh it doesn't tend to flow as quickly if you're wanting it from a pure place and that doesn't mean to pretend to want it from that um it tends to flow a little bit easier but i just want everybody listening to know that it is okay to want money and because you're a physical being on this plane you are physically entitled to it so uh, that's one thing i just wanted to hit on we all are Um, so there's that point and then how you touched on the worth element is so important for me you know living in the think positive model nothing out there asks you to address why we feel so unworthy of what we want and in fact um there are you know four real elements to magnetism it's authenticity so being completely totally in your humble honest vulnerability at all times not needing to pretend to be better not doing the ego dance do they like me do they any of that so that's one I'm, and I'm just sharing on what my most magnetic clients universally even though they all differ immensely what they yeah. all share and so it's pure authenticity and the second element is freedom meaning that they're completely and totally unafraid and fearful of losing a situation or walking away from a situation um, meaning that they have all the power so again and this isn't an, an egoic power thing it's a um, I'm totally free because I don't care if it's, this gets taken away or I leave it at any point. I know something greater is going to come in, right? So that's the second element. And the third element is expanded. And so with that, what I started to learn when I was doing the old think positive model, which asks you to visualize, just visualize what you want. And although that's a beautiful practice, it didn't get me anywhere because my subconscious didn't match up with what I was visualizing because I'd never been exposed to what I was manifesting. To give you an example, like back in the secret days and the Hicks days when I was using those models, I was like a waitress at the Laugh Factory on Sunset. Wow, <laughs> making that's literally right. like three hundred dollars a week. Yeah, wow. making like three hundred dollars a week sometimes. Oh. But on my manifestation vision board and list, I had my Malibu home with like my sauna and you know like ocean view. And this is legitimately something I was trying to manifest at that point. And you were so, a little far away from that, just a little bit. Totally right. And so this is. <laughs> Something that these things talk about. They're like, if you see it enough, if you feel it enough, you'll get it. And it's like, Mwah! and so that's obviously an extreme out of manifestations. I had other ones that were closer. But what I started to realize was based on our structure of belief that we, you know, were raised with, the imprintation, meaning um, societal modeling, parental modeling, religious modeling, peer, peer, um, school, all of that is what forms our subconscious, you know, imprintation, our reptilian brain. It's what we think is possible. When we were small, it was the world that was our reality. And so if we, let's say, grew up in lack and poverty and um, the things we want to do in career, we never ever witnessed, especially never witness somebody successful in that realm on a subconscious level we don't think that it's possible it's just not happening you know there's no space for it to come through so what I started to learn was anytime I would be around somebody who had already they were an embodiment or they were successful in what I wanted and I also really um, identified with them I started to 
realized that I thought it was the potential was a lot more um, available to me of having that. Now, when I had a couple of those around, I started to go, oh my God, I can definitely do this. If they could do it, I could do it. So that's what I call expanders. They're basically these people around you. And again, if you're in a small town, they can also be on TV. They can be social media. It's just a matter of being surrounded by your expanders, which are people you identify with that already have embody or are successful in what you're calling in. And you need enough of them until you have this really key moment where you go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I can definitely do that, too. And it's not something you can fake. You just know when that expansion's happened. That's where that what's going on there is our mirror neurons are witnessing through them, right? The retina in the eye is actually the first processor of the brain, which is, you know, obviously processing down to our subconscious. It's us realizing that that it's us seeing is believing that that's possible for us too. And when we have enough of them, that's when we create the space in the subconscious for what we want to actually come through. So that was so key. I mean, I visualized till I was fucking blue in the face. (laughs) nothing was coming but it's actually really really pulling in those expanders are what um you know are what give you space so that's the third element is being totally and fully expanded in whatever aspect you're calling in the more expanded you are towards the lifestyle the spiritual you know progression whatever it is you're calling in then there's space for it and then the fourth element is full integration And that's where shadow comes into place. And I have a workshop on that and block shadow. So it means basically what we don't own owns us. Meaning when we were small, everybody came onto the planet as a soul, as a totally open and pure canvas. Um, And that's all that this manifestation formula and process and work is trying to get us back to is our whole authentic versions of self. But when we're growing up, based again on all of those modelings I suggested before, wherever we watched or experienced things that were judgments, not okay. Let's say um, your dad would, you know, look at that woman and say, well, she's fat and that's gross, you know, like whatever. This is just an example to a woman, you know, a young girl, that's a rejection of self. Oh my gosh, we can never be like that or we won't be loved, you know? And so because every soul on the planet, all we desire is pure love for who we are. So we reject aspects of ourself. And so in, that's what we call the ego. It's the shadow. So we have so much floating around back there that because of shame or pain or judgment, it's not okay for those elements to be a part of us. We literally reject them. We don't even know that they exist. We've literally blocked them out. And wow. so integration is a process of starting to unpack pull all of those back out and reintegrate and own them. Because again, if we're not owning them, then something's owning us. So let's say that we had that dad and we did become overweight because of whatever other reasons of shame we're trying to protect ourselves. We completely hate ourselves for being overweight. So that owns us. So if we're like, Anytime we're going out for a job or a date or whatever, we're sitting there totally in fear of how we'll be judged. That means we're not in our power, right? So we're not in our wholeness. So it means we have to unpack that and reintegrate that and 
totally own it. Therefore, something outside of us doesn't own us. So those are like the four, and we're about to release a whole roadmap for each of them of how to do this work with those specifics. But those four are the elements of magnetism. That's what, and then obviously the through line through all of them is self-worth, not settling for anything beneath what we know we're worthy of that's that's the components of manifestation even though i have a formula around it those are the elements of magnetism pure magnetism oh yes wow i want everyone to take all of that in because that is not only important but no that is necessary for all of us to uncover and go dive in and face our shadows This episode is made possible by the amazing, convenient, life-saving, and life-changing Everly Well. I dread, seriously dread, going to the doctor. It has been almost a year, actually a little over a year, since I've been to the doctor. And my mom's not going to be happy that I shared that on this episode, but... Anyways, I recently have been experiencing unknown inflammation in my body and I know that I need to get tested for something in some way and I was doing some research and was finally led to Everly Well. So I contacted Everly Well and I'm really excited to try out Everly Well that I needed to share this with you, especially if you are somebody that dreads visiting the doctor too. So get this, Everly Well is an at-home health testing company that offers a variety of tests ranging from food sensitivity to metabolism to a thyroid test. And the tests are private, simple, and all processed through certified labs. And all you have to do is head to everlywell.com, choose your tests, and they'll be shipped directly to your doorstep. Then once you complete your sample collection, you just send it on back and they'll process your sample and they'll send it back to you via their online secure platform within just five days. So I had Everlywell shipped to my parents in Utah and then my parents shipped to me here in London and my samples are here and I'm about to get tested for vitamin D, inflammation, and food sensitivity. And I'll keep you all updated on my food allergies and sensitivities. And I think it'd be really cool if we did this together, whether you want to share it on the Facebook group, your results or not, that could be personal. Let's still just do this together. So head to everlywell.com and use the code MAGIC, M-A-G-I-C, to take 15% off your order. And I'll put that in the show notes. That's everlywell.com, offer code MAGIC for 15% off. And I love their little slogan. It's so cute. So I'm just going to say it. Your test, your time, your terms. Your reparenting program, for example, I definitely want to talk about your shadow work program because I'm super interested and I haven't dived into that yet. You have a reparenting reprogram, which I've been diving into and I feel like I have been facing my shadow in that program itself. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Visions <laughs> from my childhood where I faced so many challenges and rejections had resurfaced, not only in images from my mind's eye, Lacey, but also my body revisited yes. those feelings. So when I came out of that hypnotic state, I ended up actually releasing and crying. Awesome. And, oh, it That's was so powerful. Yes. And 
oh, I felt so lifted, like an elephant. Actually, I felt like I had lost 10 pounds of weight just because I had released so much that was buried inside that I needed. So manifestation aside, I feel like people need to dive in and do the shadow work just for their own well-being. Totally. I always say like, I'll have clients that are coming and they're like, I want a house, I'm manifesting this. And then, you know, after they do a bit of the work, they're like, whoa, yeah, sure, I want that. But really, all I did was change myself. (laughs) Uh, And I have done, I think, six, and I keep revisiting the same ones. Um, Me too. I do all the time as well. You do? (gasps) Oh, yeah. I take really specific focuses through them. So like whatever I'm triggered by or I'm working through that's coming up on a daily basis, um, like I'll revisit them seasonally and I'll take those very specific triggers through them. So it's like I always tell people, even when, you know, just do it the first time through. And again, these things are $68. I literally (laughs) priced these thinking of myself when I was... Yeah, when I was young, I was like, what could I have afforded when I was so broke? I needed help. I want to make that the price that other people can access this work. And so for me, I always say, you know, go through it once, like have the evergreen experience and uncover whatever your subconscious is needing to address at this time. And then I always tell people revisit them seasonally. So like summer, um, whatever's really triggering you, maybe it's a shadow word, a block, whatever's really come up, then take that specificity through each of those days of the reparent because you'll you know you'll go down there and get such deeper um, shifting and reprogramming that will be so targeted to help you align even deeper and deeper with your authentic self and so that's it's like um it's a program that keeps on going you know like and you have lifetime or everybody has lifetime access now so it's something you i really encourage like revisit revisit so (laughs) glad so now when i'm triggered i have the lifetime access for the reparent to go in and wow i this is seriously so important for everyone to dive in and do their own work. And also just so we can define triggering, whether you we notice it because we see something that makes us feel a little smaller or unworthy, or even the polar opposite where we might be sitting on our high horse and judging someone. Is that your totally. type of trigger where you're like, oh, I need to do some work right now? Yeah. So the way I like people to approach it, and that's why I have the daily reprogramming exercise as an exercise that people can do every day. It's a 20 minute situation because I'll kind of get in first to why this is so important to address all of this in a hypnotic state and the subconscious. You know, talk therapy is a beautiful thing. And especially if people are doing this work and it's bringing up trauma, I'm always like, please have your therapist or your support group or a friend who can hold space. But I did talk therapy for a long time and it didn't do anything for me because it was all in the conscious state. And because when we're working with manifestation and I believe that it's all in the subconscious, again, the beliefs we imprinted in childhood and adolescence that we continue continue to project and manifest over and over and over again, um, I realized it wasn't until I started to access my subconscious, which the way that we can get there is through hypnosis, that I was able through very simple neuroplasticity to start to do brain surgery down there. So I was able to find the root of why I'm attracting this thing over and over and over again that I don't like. And then I was able to get a healing around it and reprogram the more magnetic experience. So I just give that foundation because getting into the daily triggers and, you know, reparenting or shadow, the whole point overall of 
all of this work is to basically just reinforce that authentic magnetic version of you over and over and over again through neuroplasticity. So meaning that our brain is like plastic. It, it's able to create new neural pathways that are able to connect and then loop on that. And if we don't address those and create those new neural pathways, then we're just continuing to loop on those limiting childhood beliefs we picked up and imprinted or the high ones. The limiting ones are what we're attracting over and over and over again that mirror to us that don't feel good. They're here, they're showing up. I believe that this is how we co-create with the universe. They're showing up to mirror back what isn't whole and integrated that needs to be addressed so we can be in our whole integrated self. And then those beliefs that are high self-worth beliefs that we picked up in childhood, that's where we're able to easily manifest. We project those and it's because we feel worthy of it or manifesting very simply if we're expanded. So that's a little bit of backstory of why the hypnotic process is so important to this. Now with like the daily reprogramming exercise, you know, say somebody has gone through the child, you know, the reparenting work and they've gone through the shadow work and then they're like, now what? So the daily reprogramming exercise, it's literally just a 15 to 20 minute a day practice where you have these journal prompts that basically ask you, you just take one thing that triggered you that day. I don't care if it was like someone flipped you off or you got into a crazy fight with your mom or your boss again is like, manipulating you it can be any trigger something that didn't feel good that day or like you said somewhere where we're overcompensating in our ego we're feeling too good you know and we know that that's not in line with our authenticity you can take anything you take one of those through those journal prompts and at the end you'll receive where you picked it up what you really needed instead, and then also what it imprinted, which is only two things at the bottom. When you really do the work, it's unlovable or um, low self-worth. And they're kind of both the same thing. It's unlovable. So once you have those, then you go down, it takes you through the induction and the hypnosis, and it takes you to the root where you can reprogram them again, creating those new neural pathways. And why it's important to continue the hypnotic process or why I chip away at at it constantly is because overall your subconscious it's even if you're doing let's say the reparent and you're doing day six and you're like oh my god did I really get that thing that root that I discovered you know is it really healed it matters but it doesn't matter what really really matters the arc overall on the subconscious work level is that we're just continuing to reinforce this magnetic version of self over and over and over again to where our brain is literally readapting back into this authentic magnetic person we came onto the planet as that's whole until it starts to believe and fully project from that place all the time um, so that's what we're doing and it's so crazy because I really started this work. I mean, I've been doing it forever and iterations keep changing, but like what you're doing today, let's say reparent and shadow and the daily reprogramming and no, I really started those about two and a half years ago. And it's so wild. For instance, I just revisited reparent this last like two weeks with very specific things I'm going through it with. And there's these prompts that are like, they're asking you basically, when are you outside of your authentic self? And it's wild how I'm just so connected with it. There's no gap anymore. So all I'm doing right 
now is just refining over and over any triggers that are coming up where I know I can create more of that wholeness. But I have really completely like neuroplasticity in myself and yes. actionable steps in daily life, like letting go of what's not serving us. I've done it and I'm so truly in my authentic self. And I am so integrated. I'm so authentic. I'm so free. Um, and I'm very expanded. And that's why manifestations happen so quickly for me now. Mm, and I feel it. I feel you are so genuinely and just authentically and unapologetically lacy and that you own it all. And you are releasing, like you said, that neuroplasticity, those neuropeptides that are bringing you so much joy and aligning you. That's where they don't really talk about it within Abraham Hicks or any of those manifestations books, but that's where the thoughts in a sense become reality because you are oh, totally aligning yeah. your worth and it all makes sense because I love, I love to geek out over the science especially quantum physics, but how we do end up co-creating with the universe. And totally. everything you just said, that it just makes so much sense. And it's refreshing that you continue to unblock and reinforce this magnetic version of yourself because so many people are probably like, oh, I feel so far behind. I have so much work to do, but we're human. We're going to continue to oh, have yeah. those experiences. We were in place in this body to be challenged all exactly. the time. For very divine. Yes. Yes. And I wonder if there are people that are just groaning or scratching their heads right now because they're being told to step into their authenticness, their authentic self and power. And perhaps if you don't know or you're resisting to meet that authentic self for whatever reason, how could that person possibly comprehend this idea of owning their authenticness, owning their authentic self and giving themselves permission to be their truest self and not be a mean girl or a shy girl or get trapped in this ego box, but to be them. Yeah. So I always say that number one, a really great example of this is everybody listening. I just want you to take inventory of when you are out in public, let's say, um, you know, you're out at a party or a social gathering, or you're with a friend for a very long time. Do you find yourself getting exhausted? after you know and of course it's natural because you're exerting energy but are you quite exhausted and if so it's because you're not integrated with your authenticity <laughs> you're having to pretend to be so many different things because you're so fragmented from um you know stuff that wasn't acceptable growing up whether you know from so many different facets um so that's like the first little inventory i like people to take because when you start to get into your authenticity it becomes so much more effortless it's not exhausting you're just yourself it's incredible you're so detached from that you're so yourself so that's one thing and then I like to give people the experiment of um, take one thing right now in your life that is not bringing you joy, something small, of course, like a job you hate or anything that takes more time <laughs> and bigger effort, but something small that you do over and over again, um, or you're resisting and you continue to do it anyways, because you're supposed to, you're the nice person or the people pleaser. Mm -hmm. I want you to just say no to that for the next month and start to watch what happens in your life because you're creating situational magnetism. When you do that, the universe loves, loves when you start to let go of anything that's not serving you. And it's like, oh, oh, look who's ready to get into their worth and, and their authenticity. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll throw them a little bone of whatever you're minorly expanded in. Just those are the two great experiments to take inventory on and practice and just see, see what starts to happen. Wow. That alone will probably pique your interest of like, 
who wait, so much more can come from this so much more power and, and um, alignment. And I, again, I don't mean power of like taking over the world. I mean, power <laughs> of like having your own energy, being in your bliss, yes. being in your peace, having the things you want. That's power. It's a power yeah. worth energy. That is your superpower. And I can see the universe just rewarding those that are saying no, because that is scary. That is so scary to actually own your no. I love actually that you say, um, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. And I've always said that too. It's brilliant. I always said, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a hell no. (laughs) Totally. Just, you know, something that's been around forever is saying, but it could not be more valuable um, if you're somebody who's co-creating your life for everyone. But if you're consciously really trying to create your life, there is no more power than that. And it's for everything that it involves relationships, it involves your career and jobs and whatever it is that it's Health, just like a, ooh, everything. I know. I, honestly, when I asked for you to interview, I was like, well, if she says no, then I guess I just wasn't a hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like, true. I definitely do say no a lot because I'll be like, oh, I'm too tired or, uh, you know, I'm I figure. so busy, but no, so I think it's. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a hell yes. So there you go. Yes, hell yes. And you were a hell yes, so Yay. that's why I decided to, I had to ask. And also, so, so many do struggle though with setting boundaries and saying no. So why is this so important for us to unblock? I know you have a new program on this whole topic. Yes. Exactly. Of like taking inventory of where you need to say no. And, and what unblocked no is really powerful for is I really describe um, the, the energetics. So my weird little gift of how I think why I think I'm, I'm teaching this and why I was put in this body to do this is I have a little gift of being able to understand energy, a claircognizance gift. So it's not like I see it, but I just know if this happens, this will follow. And yeah. so that's why I understand the energetics of manifestation so well, um, especially around worth and all of that, that when we're, that's where I started to learn thoughts don't really matter. And going back to even a point you made earlier, thoughts are just a stem of our beliefs. So anyone who's like sitting there trying to control your thoughts to be positive, (laughs) you're actually exerting more energy and more low self-worth, therefore energetically pushing away what you want because you're sitting there competing with yourself constantly. Whereas if you just start welcoming your negative thoughts and using them as a roadmap through the daily reprogramming exercise and taking Mm -hmm. them down, all they're doing, their thoughts are symptomatic of something beneath that's trying to warn you or help you or save you and when you become really your authentic whole self you don't really need any more saving or because you're in a you're in a really aligned um happy confident place so that's where thoughts are symptomatic so again i try to really educate people through these workshops about the energetics that the universe listens to so in no, for instance, when we're communicating no to the universe, words don't actually matter very much at all. Actions kind of mean everything. There's three different ways that we can communicate it that you learn in there. But to give you an example, if you're a person who is calling in your partner, but you still have all of these portals open with like exes and flings and things that used to use you, or you just slept with them, or they didn't really want commitment with you, or you're using them to feel better. If all of those open little portals are going and you're like well 
you know, I communicated, no, I'm, I'm just looking for my person. Actually, what you're communicating energetically is I'm not worthy and I don't believe I can have what I truly want. So I'm going to keep all these little things open because they give me a hope that I can have this and I may not have something better. So that's where like really understanding the energetics kind of mean everything. And that's where no is a really important one. It helps you take inventory of what you need to say no on, how you need to communicate it and the energetics beneath it. Yes. So also speaking of relationships and partners, let's circle back to your reparenting program because it brought up so much for me. And then actually, (laughs) I realized that stuff would trickle in my mind later on, like while I was in my conscious state, in my beta state, Mm -hmm. everything would still trickle on. So I realized I had such a major block for Colin and my partner not going to lie. It is just so apparently there. And aside from the fact that I was once engaged and ended it after five solid years and we were engaged for two years, aside from that, when I did the reparenting, my parents, my magnetic parents did pop in my mind, ooh, which I would love for you to touch on magnetic parents, then I'll continue this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, or what? What? what I'll are touch on now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, then I'll continue. <laughs> so magnetic parents. When what we're referring to is when you're an unblocked reparent, um, you kind of go through all phases: um, preconception, you know, utero, all the way to 25. So. What I learned, somebody who's done inner child work before, a lot of popular inner child processes ask you as an older you to go back and basically reparent the younger you. And I found that in specific to manifestation, it doesn't really do much. Um, I realized that in order to really kind of do the brain surgery for being our most magnetic selves, we have to actually go through everything in first person. And then what I also realized through doing doing this work and kind of trial and erroring it on different clients and seeing how they would manifest, it was super important, especially for the clients who have experienced trauma or just and trauma is just minor shame. Shame is all that creates trauma. Even if you were like beat or saw, you know, someone killed, it's really shame and pain. Um, so trauma can be as small as someone making fun of you on the playground when you're a sensitive person. Yeah. So For someone, you know, especially for people who had experienced trauma with their family, they couldn't even believe trying to reprogram with their actual family. It was so incomprehensible that I started to use the element for them of the magnetic parents. And and because when we're in a hypnotic state, our subconscious comes forward and our brain, you know, our conscious brain goes backwards, we're able to kind of suggest anything to it. And it believes it because it's so, um, so archaic. So the magnetic parents serve as um, kind of a new neural pathway for your specific individual soul, even if you had the best parents on the planet, because we're also individual, we still had individual needs that weren't met. Mm -hmm. So it's like when we can give our subconscious this magnetic version of what our soul's craving, our unique, authentic whole self, we're able to nurture it from that place and experience it in first person. 
that's where the real magic happens. So that's how I started with the the magnetic parents. And so when you're in those and doing great parent, you'll, you'll meet your magnetic parents. And sometimes yeah. they change throughout the different years and phases. And that's all perfectly natural and awesome. Oh, that's interesting that they change. Mine were definitely my exact parents, but a more magnetic version of them for what my like soul needed. Yes, yeah. a more wholesome version. And like you also said, the trauma, that definitely was very apparent when I was in the hypnotic state. And I realized that I actually do not have any physical expanders in my personal life to represent true love and marriage. And I've mm. I've only seen mm-hmm. miserable marriages, to be honest, or marriages that convince themselves they're supposed to be together because they don't want to go to hell or whatever. I come from Utah and yes. don't want to. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and they don't want to cough up divorce. Of course, there are people that are in love that are out there and I know this on a conscious level, but I also have a hard time believing it because I haven't really seen it. And I've only seen unhappy marriages or, of course, marriages that end up in divorce ultimately. So when you had me envision my magnetic parents, I did see my exact parents because they're amazing, um, but I saw them kiss. And that was something I may have seen only a handful of times Mm. in my 27 years on this planet. And so that was a huge sign for me. Like like you brought up magnetic parents and I saw my kiss and I was like, what? (laughs) Yeah, totally. You're like, whoa, they were never affectionate. Oh my God. And your little soul was like, no, this is prison because I I want that. Like I'm a dreamer. I want love. Yeah, totally. Yes. So, and that made me realize, oh my gosh, I have a lot of work to do to removing this block because I haven't really seen that romance, especially on my intimate family side. And even when it comes to friends and their parents or... It's just so hard for my mind to actually believe that true love exists. And so it's just, I, I, and I don't blame my parents for this block, but I indeed would love to unblock it. And that would take a long time for you to like dive into to help me unblock it. I have to definitely do the work on my own bed or sitting on my own chair. But what are some tools that you recommend and strategies that you suggest I do and other people in order to manifest our partner and our soulmate? and remove these blocks. Absolutely. So that's super common for people. So, and what's really exciting is it's very common, you know, anybody who kind of follows the work, my work knows that I always say love and money is usually connected. They're usually because love is just a feminine energetic worth. And then uh, money is a masculine energetic worth. So they're, they're usually blocked sometimes by the exact same things or sometimes by things that are very similar. Um, It's not uncommon to meet someone who's broke and single. (laughs) And that's why. Um, And so for you, the fact that you're already unlocking finances means that it's already starting to drift a little bit into romance. So don't worry, like the work's already starting. I can tell you that for sure. But um, the other thing to, you know, be conscious of is that so it's so common. And, you know, I have, that's why I created unblocked partnership because people, the most common things people come to me for are career, money, uh, relationship, and then moving. Those are, and community. And moving. So I was like, oh, yeah. Moving is a really big one. That's huge. Like, wow. um, like the house you're buying or the apartment you want or any of that kind of stuff. Yes, or, sense. you know, moving to a place you desire. So those were like the common ones. And I knew I was scaling back on clients because I have integrated 
endocrine issues and I need a lot more rest, I was like, I'm just going to create unblocks that are affordable for all of these because I'm just finding myself saying the same thing over and over again. And so like in partnership, what you'll start to discover is there are usually a few things as to why somebody's not attracting partnership. One is that they witnessed when they were little, A, they never saw, you know, a reflection of what their soul really, truly desires out of partnership. Because when I'm looking at things like love, I'm not like the common person. I'm looking at it from like my energetic gift. So I don't really see um, skin and the human experience and like religion or any of that kind of stuff. I just see that the energy and the essence of it. So when you have a little soul who comes onto the planet and they are witnessing parents who aren't that happy in a relationship or they're witnessing people around them who are divorcing and unhappy, they automatically register that is a sort of um, a prison for their this expansive little soul that they are. You know, They're like, oh, I never want that. So they reject it and shut it down and actually block themselves from it, especially if you're an ambitious person or a dreamer or, or whatever. So that can usually be a really big block. The second element that comes into play, obviously, is when somebody's not expanded. So again, it's parlays onto this, but they've never seen enough successful relationships of what their soul truly desires. Therefore, there's no space for it to come through because on the subconscious level for what their soul desires, they don't believe it's possible. Mm. So again, if you don't believe it's possible, (laughs) there isn't space for it, you know? So there's really that. Or the third thing that I find a lot is they've never had it before. They've never experienced, and that doesn't sound like your case, but it's the person who's like been single forever and at 30, they're trying to find their first serious relationship. They have to do massive expanding. They have to go on massive dates, you know, to just really start to work that muscle and expand it. So yours isn't going to be that hard to get through and we'll make sure that you do partnership um, and you'll be able to report back. You should do partnership and shadow. We'll make sure that you do. Um, And we'll see, yeah, see what... See what starts to unlock for you a little bit more. I want to give you the biggest hug in the world right now. That means the world. (laughs) I'm serious because this is something that really um, is frustrating for me because I have such a major block and then I'll sabotage certain relationships, like romantic relationships, because I just don't feel like I am maybe deserving of it or I'm in fear of Mm -hmm. the future. So Wow. I'm so excited to dig into that. It is such a relief for me to know that money and relationship, that that goes hand in hand. Because to be honest, I thought that maybe it was the exact opposite. Like there's a bouncing scale. I remember one of my friends, he said that when his career is thriving, it seems like his relationships are so poor and you know, the career on the balancing scale is rising up as relationships are sinking down or vice versa. His relationships are great and his careers are not. And this, and I realized, I was like, wow, is this like some sort of cosmic joke or pattern? Because that seems to happen for me too. But knowing this, and I'm going to definitely be open to that, that there is a balance between the two. That is wonderful. So thank you for addressing that. Yeah. And truthfully, the only reason why that's happening for him is because he witnessed somewhere in his life that you had in order to have one, you have to reject the other. Um, That's all. He just needs to unlock that. It's all subconscious. I can like no, no session needed. Wow. (laughs) That's all that's happening. I hope. And he'll. (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, and same for you, I'm sure, you know, and this might not have been your case, but it's like for the dad who was always gone at work and the mom that was sitting there unhappy, a little kid registers that, well, if I'm going to be successful in my career, it means that I shouldn't have a family or relationships because they're going to suffer. It's like that simple, (laughs) like finding the, you know, the trigger or the finding the, the root block. And then when you unlock it and you show your subconscious enough expanding relationships where people are successful and happy and have a balanced relationship, bam, it all flows. So it's like he just picked up somewhere that um, it has to be one or the other at times that they're not balanceable. He has some digging to do. And that is so interesting, actually. my One of my blocks I wondered was because um, my dad, he is like the man in my life and he's such a wonderful dad that I feel like I don't need another man. And so mm-hmm. I wonder if that is a part of my block um, because that did actually come up in reparenting. Yes. <laughs> and you're going to discover when you're doing partnership that absolutely, yes, um, people can block that space for you. So a very common like best friends that are really demanding of your energy and time, those often block you from relationships, especially if the friend's narcissistic. Um, I'll see all the time clients let them go and give space. And all of a sudden now there's finally space for that. And there's energetic space for someone that you've been asking for to come and fill that space when you've done the work. But when you have a dad, I'll give another example of a client of mine who, um, when she was growing up, she was very sensitive, very creative, but she grew up with like a very patriarchal dad who, you know, (laughs) wanted a son. And so really forced sports on her and like, you have to be in your masculine and really rejected femininity because it's, it's unstable and it's emotional and it's girly and weird. And so she wasn't able to get in relationships. And so she had to set massive boundaries with her dad and had to go get in touch and unlock all that femininity and that it's okay and it's acceptable because he was literally holding the space of her partnership. Whereas I don't know with your dad, if he's this like wonderful dad that, um, you know, nobody else can compare to and you're so reliant on him energetically still, he's a hundred percent blocking the space of your dad. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's got to move out of the way. <laughs> oh, and there's many different practices you can do around that it's just creating space truthfully um space and energy and also going out and expanding to see that there are equally wonderful men to your dad that exist and that they're in relationship with women that are very similar to you so that your subconscious knows that that is possible for you and then it's like you know creating the space to allow allow that person to come through for sure (laughs) wow you just opened up worlds for me right now (laughs) and then when it comes to getting clear on our person if we want to write out a list of attributes you want do we need to be specific because i'm attracted to so many types of men: blondes brunettes brunettes, Mm -hmm. bad boys spiritual boys fit boys whatever Um, So many different types of guys. So do we need to have an exact, clear, specific man? Or is that something that we can hear and tap into? So it's a little... Yeah, it's a little bit different than like the Hicks model and stuff like that. Um, What's on an energetic level, again, because manifestation is truly just energetics, the most important component, which is also an unblocked partnership, is that you get down to the core essences of what you're needing from your partner, of what you're wanting, what your soul's desiring, and you leave the fluff out for, you know, the universe will fill that in with everything you want. So for instance, I had a client, I have a client who um, she would always put that she wanted red 
red hair and British on her list. She was that specific oh along with so many other things. <laughs> That's on my yeah. list right now. I'm serious. I'm so into redheads right now <laughs> and British men. I'm in the UK. I'm literally in London right now. And so, See, there yeah. you go. Yeah. So you can relate. Yes. And so um, with her, like when we refined that, it, what mattered, She, what she realized is she picked up programming somewhere early in her life that they're funny. That's why she she's so attracted to redheads that are British. So what her soul's actually craving is somebody who's really funny and humorous. Yeah. So it's actually getting down to the core values of what you're wanting. You know, is it someone who's safe? Is it like great sexuality, like a sexual connection? And again, if you're the type of person, which I think is very rare, that like you can't be attracted to a guy that isn't taller than you, yeah, sure, throw it on your list. But you don't, it's so unimportant energetically. Yeah. It doesn't make a difference. So it's getting very, very specific about what your, the core things your soul needs. Feels so right because attributes of a man just kind of feels, well, what if I'm closing the door to somebody else who has everything that I really desire, but he looks completely different. And this is more of like an ego-based level, I think, to have specifics of his physical attributes. Totally. And another thing that I always like to demystify people is you'll never, um, we're just not that powerful. So mm. even if you put on your list that he has to be like tall and long blonde surfer hair, you're still <laughs> never going to be pushing away the Which person. Which has also coming. been on my list in previous years. <laughs> I'm sure. That was like the 25-year-old yes, list. Exactly. <laughs> the surfer guy. Oh. Um, so don't worry about that. Like you won't be pushing that away. But yeah, people, I, I was encouraged to try to just refine your list to those core um, elements that, that your soul's really asking I for. I love that. I remember one time Ali and I were doing – oh, it was Ali, her mom, and I. We were creating our lists. Um, we just – and we would share. And this was back in around Christmas. So this was before I was introduced to your amazing work, but we were still – doing lists um for people that are doing lists like yours goes beyond that and so that's why I am so attracted to everything that you have to offer but we were doing our lists and for some reason the only thing that came through was I met him I didn't have anything else and I kept that blank but he hasn't come into my life yet but I just felt so connected to that Oh, wait. So on the list, you all you had was that you've you've met him or you like you've already met him. Like I met him, but I wasn't aligned with that. And I am aligning with that now. Great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You have to do Unblock Partnership. Oh. It's going to open up so much oh. for you. I, and I will. I like a great example. I will get my test. You guys know. <laughs> and yeah, you guys know Alexi Wasser, right? Did you have her on your podcast? Am no. I right or wrong? No. Okay, great. Well, she's another like sweet podcaster in a whole different realm, not in wellness. And um, I think I went on hers before Christmas and she also was calling in a partner and did all of the workshops, like really did the work. And we finally just got to announce she totally manifested her full. I have just. And, And this was like, Three months ago, two months ago, but you know, when you're new, you like, you don't want to blow it up because yes, you don't want to be crazy, course. but we finally just Oh my it. gosh, I yeah. have goosebumps. It'll be great I for feel you. it. Wow. Lacey, everything. Oh, what? <laughs> it's so fun. Wow. <laughs> I have major chills right totally. now. Oh. Hello again, Yomis. It's Raquel with another short interruption to thank one of our most beloved and life-shaping sponsors, Hum Nutrition, who has been with Euro Magic 
and the Soul Tribe since day one, and I can't express my appreciation enough to every single one of you who has rated and reviewed the podcast. We are now on the sixth round of the amazing Hum giveaway, gifting Hum products all around the globe. So not only to those in the United States, also to those in the UK, where I am, Denmark, Australia, wherever you're sitting on Mama Earth you should definitely consider gifting yourself and your body the many natural vitamins and minerals HUM offers. I am personally in love with their products. And as a lot of you know, I was dealing with a severe belly issue that I brought from Bali and I heard about HUM, so I took their gut instinct and their Flatter Me tablets to get things running a little more smoothly. And Hum did the trick. So Hum helps you turn your beauty inside out with their pure and potent GMO-free, sustainably sourced products, and many of them vegan. Love that. Also, you need to try their mint chocolate chip infusion and ginger snap raw beauty superfood powders in your blended drinks. Delicious. And Hum is continuing to offer three more of our listeners three months of $150 worth of Hum products for free. Just rate and review our podcast and send a screenshot to info at yourownmagic.life. And then in the meantime, try Hum out as they gift the Soul Tribe 20% off their purchases at humnutrition.com using the promo code MAGIC. That's humnutrition.com, promo code MAGIC. Now on with the rest of this magical episode. Thank you so much for sharing that. And oh, I'm also curious about one more thing when it comes to dating. What about dating apps for finding our partner? Because I keep signing up and then I delete it the exact same day because I just, it's too much energy that I'm not vibing with. What are your thoughts on dating apps? Yeah. So I talk about that in the workshop as well. And it all totally varies. It's just the different energetics behind it. So again, if, so if somebody is like, I don't do dating apps, I, you know, I've just never, what's really going on there. It's a shadowy thing, right? They're afraid to do it. They're afraid of rejection. But if someone's been doing them, they're like, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Cause I always say like the universe is going to part the ways for you to connect with your person. It doesn't matter what you do, but an app I like, a lot of my work is about creating magnetism Mm. so it's about like saying no to things it's about basically whenever we walk through our fear smallest to largest is what creates small to large magnetism period and so for the person who's really afraid of dating apps and is very shadowy about it when they go and open one they're basically jumping off a cliff and communicating (laughs) to the universe okay i'm out of my comfort zone i'm here i'm like you know i'm I'm with you on this and so it's a very magnetic thing for them to do oh wow I've had clients who meet their people through dating apps. I've had a lot of them. I've had the other ones who meet through other really kismet ways. It doesn't matter. It's about really looking at why you're feeling um, a resistance to the app. If there's anything because you're feeling insecure, not good enough or afraid or any of that, you need to be using an app for magnetism. And if it's because you're like, nah, I just, I've done it. And then it feels like a lot of energy I'm wasting. Then don't worry about it. The, the, the waters will part. So it doesn't really um, matter. It's about really looking at the energetics. I love it. that. Um, the, what comes to the forefront of my mind is that I feel like there's a thirst behind it that I'm not attracted to. But I know that dating apps are oh, beautiful. Yeah. But I think that that for a lot of people, a lot of people were definitely met. And I have friends that are with their men that they, you know, met on the app. But when I get on there, I just don't 
feel that connection with the guys that even I um, match with because I feel like there's a thirst behind it when they message back. I'm like, no, I can't. (laughs) Totally. Exactly. I get you and I hear you. Yeah, that's exactly right. You just have to really look at like if you're feeling that and you're not a hustler, you're not a hustler person and you're feeling that repulsion, then it's not, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the right time for it. You and I are both projectors. And so Yeah, yeah, then there you go. Yes. Although I have really good experiences with dating apps. They weren't my people, but what they did allow me is massive expanders and tests more quickly. And so it sped up the process of me meeting my person. So it was like, because I understood this process so well, when I was calling in my now current fiance, um, I was only single for two months before he came through. And I could feel him. I knew he was so close um, because I understood this so well. And dating apps for me were like super fun because I understand this so well. It yes. was like, oh, yep, goodbye, test, see ya, see ya. You know, so simple. And it also gave me expanders. Um, I even had a guy loop back around on the dating app who, when I was in my prior relationship, and had met him, you know, through an event, I had this, this checkpoint mark where I went, Oh, my gosh, you are the guy, if this doesn't work out with my current partner, and we don't stay together, you're what I want, you know, you're exactly it, you have all the things, you know, um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and uh, on the dating app, he came back around and started messaging me, it was so crazy. And lo and behold, very quickly, I, I could see that he was a narcissist. So it was uh, like, see you later. But uh, no women in that circumstance would have been like well but uh, and then it's like nope <laughs> no <laughs> a test. that was a total um, test wow total test so it really sped up the process for me the dating app but yeah so it's really just looking at the energetics beneath it that's truly there's no right or wrong with it you know what? I feel so after hearing this I feel like I should open up to the idea of it because that sounds amazing. Even if I go on dates and they just happen to be tests or it just, it doesn't work out for whatever reason, at least I am getting closer to knowing what I want. Um, and I can't believe I didn't ask about your romantic fairy tale story with your fiance <laughs> because you manifested him. So do you mind oh, yeah. sharing a bit about this? Yeah, and this is actually a really good example about how the waters will part. They'll always part um, when the time's right. So I was in, prior to this, I was in a five year, like five and a half year relationship. And that particular guy that I was in a relationship with, who's so wonderful, we we just weren't right for each other. We were right at the time we met. And then I just grew more into a woman. And, you know, he grew into his way. And um, he was my first full-blown list manifestation for a relationship my ex it was like down to like hair and a Parisian mom and like an artist I mean it was so crazy and that's when I was like okay I'm onto something here (laughs) I manifested him in a $300 apartment in Echo Park um, LA which is like doing that in Manhattan or Brooklyn you know it's unheard of and I was like okay 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 I have a secret gift here something's going on and I didn't think positive for this um And so when I was with my ex, we were, he was very vocal in expressing that he was very afraid of, you know, having children, he didn't want to get married and didn't know if he wanted any of that. And when we first met, I, I too was in a similar plane, I was like, the world's overpopulated, I don't know if I ever want to get married. Um, And then as I started to grow into a woman, like most women do around 27, I was like, Oh, shit, I mean, I taught preschool for a year, and I was around kids. And I was like, Yeah, I think I want those, you know, and I started to notice that and notice we were moving in different directions. So 
towards the last six months of our relationship, he really expressed, he was like, I don't think I want this. And I was like, then I've got to go, you know, and no hard feelings, you know, you're, you're on your path, I'm on mine. But we decided to stay together and try to work it out. <clears throat> but that's also when I started to call in my next relationship, because I had a deep feeling, I was like, I, I don't think this is, you can't change someone, you know, I have yeah. to really support. And so I started that process then. And then there was a point where he had to move um, back to Paris to help his grandparents. And we were apart. And I think we both just at that point were so, um, you know, we processed our relationship in a lot of ways. And I was really preparing myself because I knew in my heart, if I was honest, that it probably wasn't going to work out because we wanted different things. And so I had really processed like, and mourned a lot of the relationship during that time of self-preservation. And so when we did split up, that's when I, I just knew I could feel my person was close because I, I just knew I was in my worth. I was honoring myself and what I wanted. And that's not to say anything bad about my ex. You know, I think he, his life has turned out so wonderful. But during those like six weeks to two months after, um, I was on the market like pretty soon. I was like, let's just see what's out there. I've been single. I've been in a relationship for almost six years. Like what's going on in the world? Oh, and I know so the feeling. it was... <laughs> Right. It was such a good playground to really test yeah. out this model of manifestation. So I had first and foremost, my biggest expander come through, who a friend set me up with. And he was like all the things he was like Matthew McConaughey had a baby oh, yes. with uh, Woody Harrelson, you know, just like editor and Venice, like really amazing seeming. And so we went to dinner and um, at dinner, and I'm super old fashioned. I, you know, I was raised by a cowboy, two cowboys and a Middle Eastern man. So it's like when oh you're courting someone, chauffeuring means everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. But for like someone else, that wouldn't, these wouldn't be their core values. But anyway, so at dinner, I could see him checking out other women. And then he let me pick up, you know, a drink after. He let me pick up the tab. And I was like, nah, I just, no, I just know you're not, we don't share the same energetic values and any other woman in that circumstance would have been like oh whatever you know but it's like nope universe I'm not fucking around here so goodbye <laughs> and so I let him go and then very quickly after on the dating app the guy that I was speaking about before resurfaced and I could tell super quick just in the way he was chatting and texting I'm like well he only talks about himself so this isn't going to be the give mm. and take this whole exchange that I'm looking for I let him go. And then an old friend of mine, we had kind of fell out of touch. She invited me to a barbecue. And I had only seen her very recently one time before this. And normally, I would say no, I'm not super extroverted. And um, I had a ping, which in my terminology is these little, like download flashes we get of directing us where to go. And um, I had a ping that said go. And so I put myself out of my comfort zone and I went and um, the first person, it was a, literally a barbecue full of nobody I knew except for her. And um, he was the first person to arrive. I was the first person to arrive and we chatted. And then um, he asked me out and we've rarely oh. seen those friends since. So the universe will always part the way. It'll, it'll always, if you're listening, you're doing the work, you're expanding and you're passing tests it will part the way, especially if you're removing the blocks on a subconscious level. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. And we must listen. And I love your terminology, ping. I call it whisper, but I love pings. How do we listen to the pings and the signs? How do we listen? So How do we open up and know? Yeah. So it kind of just depends. And I just did a whole human design um, episode with my human design reader, Jenna, which you guys know, Jenna, Zoe, right? Yes. Love our girl, Jenna. Jenna. I love her. Oh, she's amazing. And so we released Supported, which basically what was happening is I was getting so many questions questions from people on Instagram and like all over the place, our Facebook group. And I just didn't have the capacity to answer them. And I was also really pulling back my energy to heal. And so we started to think we're like, what platform can we put together where we can really answer all of this for people. And so we created a subscription model, which is supported. And it's um, every two weeks, it's an hour long video of me answering everybody's questions, as well as bringing on experts, healers, and teachers that I love to help take their tools to integrate this manifestation and take it way deeper. So we had Jenna on recently for human design. And one of the really important questions, which anybody can find on YouTube, it was the preview to this on our YouTube channel, is basically, um, how do you follow pings for your human design? And so what the way that we notice pings and what we're referring to when it comes to human design is based on our authority when we're looking up our chart. And so um, it was such a great way to process our pings, right? So it's like, I'm an emotional projector. Are you an emotional as well? I don't know if I'm an emotional projector, but I am a projector. Yeah. I didn't know that there was an emotional projector. What is there, a thinker projector or something? There's, I have no idea. There's all sorts of different ones. You can be like splenic, emotional, uh, all sorts of them. So I really encourage anybody to go and watch that video on YouTube right now because it really gives you strategy around listening to your pings because they can be hard. You know, we grew up in a society, most of us, that did not reinforce whatsoever to listen to ourselves, listen to our path, listen to our soul. So a lot of us have to do a lot of rehabilitation for it, as well as um, learning how to trust it again, right? Because we're so disconnected from it, that in that video, it's it talks about that a lot, like what you can do, you can write them down, go, you listen to them later, and based on your authority type, how you even get your ping. So it's a beautiful video to go watch. Mm. Oh, okay, everybody. And this is on your supported, uh, which I definitely want to plug later on. But that is something that I am so curious about. And so those pings, listen and pay attention. Totally. They're your roadmap. It's literally the universe saying, go here, do this. I'm at the other end. Um, I always tell people, even if you get the ping to like go get Epsom salt at 10 p.m., when you're so tired and inward, get in the car and go get the Epsom salt. There's something there at the end of it for you, or it's a message, or you're going to read something, you know, a sign. I mean, whatever. The pings are literally the universe throwing you a map. Ooh, wow. Now you have a few days to soak all this manifestation madness in. I am personally so, so grateful that you tuned into this podcast. And I hope between today and Thursday, you break out your list and set intentions for the universe to hear you 
This was a very long interview, so I did break it up into two parts for you to actually digest and take it in. Because I know personally, if I take in too much information at once, my subconscious begins to experience analysis paralysis, so I say, and I really do struggle to recollect all the brilliance that I really wanted to know and need to know. And this is very necessary for all of us to change our lives now. So take the time to soak all her nuggets of wisdom. And on Thursday, you get to hear more because I am not making you wait till Monday. That's not okay. And then in the meantime, please binge Lacey's blog, freeandnative.com and share this episode on Instagram by tagging me, Raquel Mantra and Lacey at free and native. I will leave our Instagrams below in the show notes. And Lacey, I know will love, love, love whatever message you deliver. And if you also feel called to, don't hesitate to try at least one of her unblocked reprograms. I mean, why not? And if you love this interview, I would be so grateful uh, if you rated and reviewed this podcast and submit a screenshot of it to info at your and I will send you a guided meditation by the lovely Ali Michelle and I as a thank you to you along with a meditative imagining from the Euromagic.life exclusive Soul Tribe website as a little teaser with the intention to help you tap into your creative genius, your creative consciousness, and perhaps you might even unveil a shadow inside of you to let go of so you can finally release it and move forward. Plus, you'll also be entered for the next Hum giveaway, which is $150 worth of Hum Nutrition supplements. So, so many wins. And you get this wherever you are on Mama Earth. Anyways, talk to you on Thursday. Have a magical day. Love always. Raquel.